Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. I think this is going to be the last week, y'all. I think it's going to be the last week that we say that. If you hadn't been in a couple of weeks, you may be saying, we were in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, well, last time I was here, and we were. But it was good, I hope. I hope it, it was good. It is good. God's Word is good. There's a lot of good stuff there. And so, really, these last couple of months has been somewhat of an introduction to, to the book of Hebrews, really. I guess you could say we've looked, I would say, in pretty good detail at these first three verses and and what, what they mean and in the context of what's being spoken of there. But we will conclude today, uh, probably, with verses 1 through 3, uh, with one more simple thing that I think that it is very important that we do not miss when we read God's Word, when we come to God's house, when we wake up every day and live our life. There's a simple thing that I think we see here that we really haven't, haven't looked at yet up to this point, but we will today. So let's read the text, and then we will pray, and we'll get started. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Long ago God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today and we thank you that we can gather here to hear from you, dear Lord. I pray that we would hear from you today, God. I pray that we have already heard from you today. God, I pray that you're, you are speaking to us, God, through your Holy Spirit this morning. And I pray that, that you have brought us here, dear Lord, with a heart that's ready to hear and ears that are open to hear, God. We come in here with all the stresses of the world and the things that go on in life and the distractions that are before us, even as we sit on these pews, dear Lord. But I pray, God, that you would keep us free of distraction and worry this morning. That in these few minutes that you would speak to us, God. It's very possible, God, that you've already been speaking to some in this room. They already have heard you. But God, I pray today that they would listen to you. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross as I try to preach and teach, dear Lord, that you take away any pride in me, that you take away any fear, that your Holy Spirit would fill this place today to speak through me, to speak to each one of us, God. And all for your kingdom and all for your glory, I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There is one important fact that we saw in the first couple of verses here of this passage. And we talked about that in some detail, at least in the context, the first week that we started the book of Hebrews. And that is, is that in the Old Testament, God spoke in one way. And in the New Testament, through Jesus Christ, God has spoken in a better way. And we talked about the context of what that looked like with the prophets of the Old Testament and with Jesus in the New Testament. But I think, I think if, we, if we take that and, and, and look at that in its simplest form, there is good there for us to consider there today. And that is the very fact that God speaks to us at all. That God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, desires to speak 
with us, humanity. And this is nothing new. This is from the get-go. From the time that God made Adam and Eve in the garden, God has spoken with them. God desires to speak to humanity. God desires to speak to you today. God is a God who speaks. Now, in the context of that, we've talked about that in week one. You can go back and listen to that if you want to talk and learn about the prophets and, and what it meant in the context. But today, we're just looking at the simple fact that God speaks to us. Now, certainly, if Jesus Christ has come and died on the cross and resurrected, which he has, praise the Lord, that is God speaking to us in the most beautiful, in the most powerful way that God could speak to us, that God would give his only begotten son. That is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful way in which God has spoken to us, and it is the perfect way in which God has spoken to us. And we want to get that, because that is where salvation comes from, is when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, and we trust in that truth that God has spoken to us. Now, we want to get that fact, and that is where our salvation comes from. But also, I think it's important for us to realize is that God still may speak to us in a variety of ways personally in different issues that we encounter. At least, I believe that God still speaks to us in one way, shape, or form. Not to say that what Jesus did was insufficient. No, it was perfect. It was sufficient. But the fact of the matter is, is that even for those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ, who trust in God, God has not left us to make it through this world alone. God still speaks to us. Now, what does that mean when God speaks to us? Well, I, I, I think when I, when I define that idea that God speaks to us, I think I, I, I look at it in that God still guides us. God still instructs us along the way. And that's important because life is difficult. It's certainly likely probably that everybody in this room have, has come to a time in your life or maybe you are at a time in your life and you're trying to make a decision, you're trying to figure something out and you're saying, God, would you speak to me? Maybe you're in the midst of some difficult situation. Maybe you don't even know the Lord. Maybe you've, never, maybe you've never put your faith in the fact that God has spoken through Jesus Christ. And maybe that's how God is speaking to you and what God is speaking to you about today. But the fact of the matter is, is that God speaks to us if we will listen to Him. And it's often, it takes times of difficulty and times of stress and times of pain and times of sorrow for us to really begin to listen to God. It would be a wonderful thing if we were all eager to listen to God, and maybe at times we are, but I believe that we would say if we were honest that there are other times that we begin to give in to sin, and we begin to give in to fear, and we begin to be overwhelmed with life, and we don't listen to God. We don't seek God, and God has a way of getting our attention. Perhaps that's something simple that occurs in your life, and Maybe, just maybe, that's God speaking to you. Now, perhaps God speaks to some in an audible voice. Now, some may say, oh, no, God doesn't speak in that way. He did in the Scripture, but He doesn't speak in an audible voice anymore. Well, God has never spoken to me in an audible voice. And sometimes I say, God, I wish you would just speak. And no sooner than I say that, I say, God, please don't. Because it would be a scary thing, I believe, for God to speak. So in that sense, there's this eagerness for me that I want to hear God speak, but there's also a fear that, whoa, what would it be like if God were to speak? We talked about that when we talked about the Israelites, and they were standing before the mountain, and the voice of God thundered. It was a scary thing, and they said, hey, we're not going up there, Moses. You go on up there. 
And God speaks sometimes in loud and powerful and mighty ways. But I still believe that maybe God speaks to people today in an audible voice because I know people that have said God has spoken to me. And the result of those people that I encounter, it has been life-changing for the good. So maybe God speaks in an audible voice. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I believe those who have told me God has spoken to him in an audible voice. And that list of people, by the way, who have told me that are, is very short. That, is, that does not happen very much. It's not like I hear people all the time. Now, sometimes you will. You've got to be careful. You'll, somebody will come around and say, oh, God spoke to me and said this, and I need to tell you this. And a lot of times that ain't the Lord speaking, so be careful. But I do believe that there are times that God speaks to us. In the Old Testament, it was in a, a powerful, mighty way on occasion, but not always. Perhaps sometimes God needs to show his power and his majesty and who he is through the power of his voice. But perhaps God speaks in those ways sometimes simply to get our attention and to help us to realize who he is. In 1 Kings chapter 19, it's one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture, and we just... Well, I would say not long ago. I say that, and then Michelle say, well, when was that? And I'll look back, and it'll be like five years ago, and I'll say it wasn't long ago. But at some point in time in the past, no matter how long ago it was, I think pretty recent, we talked about Elijah, who was living in a difficult time, and there was this, this king at the time called Ahab, and he, he wasn't of much count. He had a wife named Jezebel. You may have heard of her before. She was really evil. And there were all these false prophets, and, and Elijah had stood up, and he had called out to God, and God sent fire from heaven and consumed this altar, and these false prophets, they had been calling out to their gods, and they didn't answer, of course, because they didn't exist. And, and Elijah was in trouble because Jezebel wanted to kill him, and he, and he fled, and he ran, and he told God, look, I'm, I'm ready to die. I want to give up. I'm done. It's too difficult. And God God took care of him and gave him food and gave him drink. And, and after he woke up and, and, and took a little nap, took a little break, he, he went on his way. Now, that's a beautiful story. That's the Cliff Notes version of it. But, but right after that occurred, as Elijah went on his way, he was hanging out in the cave. And God came to him and God said, I want you to go outside, Elijah, and I want you to, to wait because I'm, I'm about to come by. And so Elijah goes outside of the cave, and here comes this mighty wind that begins to shake all of the rocks and all of the mountains and everything around. But the scripture says that the Lord was not in the wind. And then there came a great earthquake, and the ground began to shake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then there was fire. There was great fire, the scripture says. But the Lord was not in the fire. And then the scripture says, there came a still, small voice that spoke to Elijah. And perhaps that is the way God is speaking to you today. Perhaps God has shown up in your life in some mighty and powerful way, just as he did before he spoke to Elijah. Perhaps your world is being shaken today. Perhaps you feel like the winds of life are blowing you to and fro and everything around you is being shattered as the rocks were being shattered that day. And maybe that's the Lord's presence coming near you to let you know that the Lord is coming near. Maybe the Lord has been trying to get your attention through the noise of this life. And maybe the noise of this life is, is, has been deafening to you. 
and it's painful to you and you're tired of the things of this life and they're, they're too great and they're too noisy and you hear the sounds and it's loud and it's distracting and it's anger and it's hate and it's sin and it's bitterness and it's all these things of the world and they are so loud and maybe God is trying to say, it is me, I'm coming near, let me get your attention so that I can speak to you. And then God speaks in a still, small voice. And when God showed up for Elijah that day, you know what he asked Elijah when he showed up? He said, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I thought about that in that passage, and I thought, what a profound question perhaps for some of us to answer today. What are you doing here? Now, maybe some of you say, oh, I just come because my... My parents made me. I just came because my spouse made me. I came because I'd feel guilty if I didn't come. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what are you doing here? I suspect that if I were to go around and ask everybody in this room, that probably most, if not all of you, would say this. I came here today because I need the Lord. I came here today because I need to praise God because He is good. I came here today because I need God because I am weak. I came here today because I don't know where to go. I don't know what else to do. I've come to church my whole life. I know about God, but my life is upside down, and I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to believe. I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is down. And I came here, and maybe that's why God sent you here today. Maybe God wants to speak to you right here today. Maybe God has already been speaking to you. And maybe God brought you here today to affirm that to you. Maybe God says, all right, I've been trying to get your attention, and I got your attention, and here you are, and maybe today God wants to speak to you. So where are you in life? Where are you? What brought you to where you are? Where do you want to be? God came to Elijah, and in that still, small voice, he said, what are you doing here? And Elijah said, God, it's tough back there. I'm being hunted down. Jezebel wants to kill me. This is, things are getting out of control. Things are really bad back there. And you know what God told him of all things for God to tell him? He said, I want you to go back the way you came. Now, that's pretty intense. Here, Elijah had been running all of this time. He had been trying to escape everything that was behind him. But God showed up, and God said, I want you to go back the way you came. And maybe that's what God is calling some of us to today. Now, maybe, maybe in your life you're running from something. Maybe there's some difficulty in your life, some stress in your life, some pain in your life. Some, 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 some real danger in your life as it was in Elijah's. And maybe you've been running from that, but maybe God says, no, it's time to face that. Maybe God says, I want you to go back the way you came. There's something I want you to do, but you've got to quit running. You've got to go back in a spot that's going to make you uncomfortable. But I am going to be with you. And we could not do it if the Lord was not with us. There are so many things that God may may put before us and call us to that are so big, that are so great, that are so difficult. And we cannot do those things on our own. But maybe today, maybe you've been waiting to hear from God, and maybe today what he told Elijah is what he wants you to get. Maybe God says, I want you to go back the way you came. I want you to go back from where you came from. Maybe there's something that God wants to do to you there. Maybe some of you are similar to the 
wasteful son that we see in the New Testament. Maybe you've heard the story, maybe not, but there was a father. He had a couple of boys, and one of the boys decided he wanted to go out on his own and do his own thing, and he said, Father, give me my inheritance so that I can go do the things that I want to do and live for the world, and he did. He took that money, and he went, and he lived a life of luxury and did all the things he wanted to do, but quickly the money was gone, and quickly he found himself in a bad situation. Perhaps that is the case for some of us in this room today. Maybe we know the Word of God. Maybe we have even put our faith in Jesus Christ, but maybe we have not been living the way of the Lord. Maybe we have decided that the commands of God are not good for us and that we would be better off doing things our way. And here's the thing about God is He'll let you do things your way. Now, God could intervene and God could stop us, but God oftentimes allows us to make those choices that we make but hopefully is to get our attention. Hopefully in making those bad choices, we realize how good things are in the presence of God and how bad things are when we leave His presence. Now I hope and pray that everybody in here today is living the will of God so as good as you can and you're seeking God and you're living in His presence, but maybe not. Maybe there are some here today and for weeks, for months, for years, you've been doing your own thing, your own way, and it's cost you, and you realize the pain of that. I want to tell you, to be in the presence of God is beautiful. To be in the presence of God is peace. To be in the presence of God is love. To be in the presence of God is grace. And perhaps some in this room today are not so different than that wasteful prodigal son, the one who decided to do his own thing and found out the hard way it's difficult apart from the Father. And as he was about to starve and had no food to eat, the scripture says that he came to his senses. Maybe that is how God desires to speak to you today, is that he would get your attention even right now. And he would say, it's time to come to your senses, and I would pray that you would come to your senses today. And so that prodigal son, he said to himself, he said, you know what, even the, the servants of my father have it better than I do. So he said, if I, if I could just go back to my father and I could just tell him, look, I was wrong, just let me be your servant, then maybe, just maybe, I can, I can get by. And so he came up with this little speech he was going to say, and he, he made his way back home, but no sooner than he, than he got close to the house did his father see him and and the father rushed there and he grabbed him and he said, man, I'm glad my boy's home. And what a beautiful story that is, a story that's often used and for good reason. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful for all of us because there are times in our lives that we blow it, that we sin so greatly. And sometimes we waller in our sin for far too long for fear that what if the Father won't accept me? What if the Father won't forgive me? What if the Father won't give me grace? What if I've blown it too bad this time? But you haven't. Perhaps today God is calling you to come to your senses. And what does that mean? It means you, you recognize the sin in your life and you repent of that. And you say, God, I have sinned against you and against you alone. God, I don't deserve your grace, but I ask you through what Jesus did on the cross, would you give me that grace? 
And the moment that we make that step to go back toward God, when God sees us coming to Him, God comes to us and He meets us where we are. He asked Elijah, and he said, What are you doing here? And Elijah said, Look, it's tough, it's difficult. I'm trying to escape. And sometimes whatever gets us to where we are, it may be that God is going to meet us right there where we are to get us out of that. And what he told Elijah, he says, I want you to go back the way that you came. For some of you in this room, you have drifted away from God. But God today may be calling you to come back from the way in which you came. Turn from your sin, turn from your worry, turn from your stress, and turn back to God, and God will come to you and meet you where you are. Praise the Lord. Oftentimes, I believe God wants to speak to us, and we may choose not to listen. Other times, God may be trying to speak to us, and we simply don't understand that He is speaking. One of the most beautiful passages in Scripture is the story of Samuel, First uh, uh, Samuel chapter 3. Samuel's mother had wanted a child, and she hadn't received the child, and she prayed earnestly, and God heard that prayer, and God blessed her with the boy Samuel. And his mother had said, look, God, if you bless me, I'm going to give this child to you, and she did. What, a, what an amazing thing that she gave birth to this child, and when he became old enough, she took him to Eli, who was the priest of the time, and, and Eli had some sons, but they weren't going to be fit to carry on the priesthood, but God had, had sent Samuel along the way, and as Samuel was a small child and there with Eli, one night Samuel heard a voice speaking to him, and he got up and went in to see Eli, and he said, you called for me? And Eli said, no, I didn't call for you. Samuel laid back down, and he heard the voice once again, and he went to Eli and said, Eli, you've called for me. And Eli realized that it was the Lord speaking to Samuel. It says of Samuel that at this time he did not know the Lord. Perhaps it means he did not know how the Lord spoke. Perhaps his relationship with God was not what it needed to be at that time. Maybe he never really knew the Lord. But God continued to speak to Samuel, and Eli said, Look, next time, next time you hear the voice, he said, Say, Speak, Lord. And so he did. He went in there and he heard the voice, and there Samuel knew that it was the Lord who was speaking to him. Perhaps today the Lord's voice is not always easy for us to hear and for us to understand. Perhaps today we hear the voice of Lord, the Lord in some way, and yet we don't recognize it is the Lord speaking. I guess sometimes perhaps we think, well, if the Lord speaks, I will hear his audible voice. But sometimes the Lord speaks in a variety of ways that we may not immediately realize that it's him. Perhaps the Lord speaks to us through those around us. Now, that's not very dramatic and very powerful as some of the ways we see God speak in the Old Testament. But sometimes God may speak to us in a much more simple way. It may just be that God puts somebody in your path and they happen to say just the right thing that you need to hear. And maybe in that moment, you realize that it is the Lord. There have been probably three occasions in my, in my short life that there has been someone who has said something to me 
that I felt almost instantly that is the voice of the Lord speaking to me. Now, I don't even know that they knew what they were saying. I don't think that they knew what they were saying. They didn't come before me and say, Thus saith the Lord, he told me to tell you this. In normal conversation, there were things that were said that were exactly what I needed to hear because God had already convicted me about that. Now, you may say, well, you crazy. Then people were just saying something. Well, maybe they were, or maybe it was the Lord, but I took it as the Lord. And so maybe God wants to speak to us in simple ways. Maybe he already has spoken to you in some simple way today. One of the greatest ways that God speaks to us today is through his very word. If we would only pick up his word and we would only read his word and we would only seek him in his word, it may be that God desires to speak to you in that way. It may be in your conscience through the Holy Spirit. It may be that God speaks to you all the time and you don't listen. Those, 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 those things you feel when you feel this isn't right or this is something that I should do, it's likely that that is the Lord who is leading you. And when the Lord leads us, when the Lord speaks to us through His Word, through the things that He puts on our spirit, through those who are around us, we need to listen to what God has spoken to us. At the end of the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews 12, 25, it says, Do not be those who reject the one who speaks. Maybe God's trying to speak to you today. Maybe he's trying to tell you that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth and that he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that you could be forgiven. Maybe you've heard those words a million times, but maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, but today you know that is true. Maybe today you realize that is true and God is speaking to you saying, Come to me and I will give you rest. If God is speaking to you in some way today, don't be the one who rejects him. Maybe there's some big decision you've got to make, something going on in your life, and you're, you're wanting God to speak. Maybe he is speaking. Ask him to help you see it. Maybe you, maybe you don't understand his voice. In the case of Samuel, he couldn't discern the voice of God from the voice of Eli. It was a voice that sounded familiar to him, so much so that he didn't recognize at first glance, at first hearing, that it was the Lord. And Maybe that's the case for us sometimes. Maybe God speaks to us in ways that are so simple that seem so normal to us that we fail to realize that it is God who speaks. But I believe today as we sit on these pews that God speaks to us. He has spoken perfectly and beautifully in the most powerful way ever through Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected. And I believe that God still, through what Jesus did and through the Holy Spirit, still speaks to us today. Is God speaking to you today? Maybe you don't hear God today because you're not seeking Him. If we seek God and we search for Him, we will find God. Maybe you say today, I want to find God, I want to hear from God, and maybe the reason you're not hearing from Him is because you're not listening. So may today we be those who have ears to hear. He who has an ear, let him listen. We see that repeated time and time again through the Scripture. Maybe God is speaking to you in some way today. Maybe God has already been speaking with you for weeks and for months about something. And maybe it's time today to acknowledge that it is the Lord and to do as He wills and to do as He leads. What are you doing here? I believe what we're doing here, as He asked Elijah that same question, I believe what we're doing here today 
I hope what we're doing here today is we're coming to seek the Lord. And I hope that through His Word and through His Holy Spirit, that as we seek Him today, we would find Him. That as He speaks to us today, that we would listen to what God has to say. Let's pray. Father God, we thank You for being one who comes to us and who speaks to us. Dear Lord, in all the troubles and trials and the, just everything that goes on in this world, we thank you that you do not leave us alone to, to fend for ourselves, to figure things out on our own, dear Lord. But you do speak to us. Even when we are stubborn and hard-headed and, and you speak and you speak and you speak and you scream, dear Lord, sometimes we still don't get it. But maybe today, God, you are, you are shaking the lives of some in here because you want them to know that you're around, God. You're trying to get their attention. So that God, when they listen, you can speak to them in that still, small voice. God, perhaps the reason we don't hear your still, small voice is because of the noise of the world and the distraction of our sin. But God, I pray today that we would repent of such things. That we would seek you, that we would come to your presence, dear Lord, that is full of grace. And know today, God, you desire to welcome us home just as the father did the prodigal son. God, maybe there are some in this room today and they have been living the life of sin and they see where it's gotten them. But God, maybe, maybe today their life of sin has gotten them to a place where they realize they need to come to you. I pray that that would be the case, dear Lord. I pray that that if and, and, and in whatever way, God, that you may be speaking to us today, that we would hear you, dear Lord. Maybe it's through some miraculous way, God. I certainly believe you still can and do speak to us in such ways today. But God, perhaps you choose to speak to us in much more simple ways. God, perhaps you speak to us through other people and through your word and whatever way it may be, God, that you speak to us, I pray that we would hear you. God, maybe it's in such a normal way that we have failed to realize that you are speaking. But God, let us be ready to hear from you, dear Lord. Let us, when you speak, be those who say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. God, I pray today that we would be those who listen. I pray today that as we have this time of, of invitation, that if you have spoken to somebody, that you would help them to hear it and to to know that you are with them, God. Maybe there are some that you have spoken to and they realize that they need to repent and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord, God. If some have made that commitment even now in their heart, I pray that they would come down so that we can baptize them just as your word commands. God, maybe there are some and they're already yours today and they're trying to discern your voice and they want to hear your voice. I pray, God, that you would help them to do so. I pray that they would seek you, and I pray, God, that they would find you today. And God, for any that is in this room today that hears you speak, that knows that it is you speaking, that we would listen, dear Lord, that we would not be guilty of hearing you speak, God, and not responding back to you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.